Welcome to the Trail of the Intruder, a campaign for Fantasy Age set in the universe of Viteoth, a healing world of elements, magic, and the battle between love and hate. This episode is a prologue to help you get acquainted with one of our heroes. Uh, our hero today would be... Klein Roosevelt Lang. He is, uh... I'm, well, I am Jessica, and I will be playing Klein Lang. He is a human boy who is a performer, who is technically a rogue, as per classes, aspires to be the bard specialization, and is an extremely dangerously soft boy. We hope you enjoy. You hear the crow of a rooster first thing in the morning. Supposedly appropriate, considering you live on a farm. Mm -hmm. Well, an orchard, but we have chicken. Klein will absolutely ignore this, as is his tendency. Not a morning person. I'm telling you no. Frank, why are you... No. Ah, fine. Ah. Sweet songbird, you idiot bird. I am up. I am up. Fine. Does he go away? He has walked away from your open window. Sucker. Klein goes back to bed. Are you kidding me right now? The rooster's name was Frank, incidentally. Uh, it is another day on the Lang Orchards. Your small bedroom is aglow in the orange sunlight cresting the horizon. Uh, and as you roll over in bed, you are then bothered by your other animal friend, Winston. Hmm. A little bit of background. Winston is the family's pet pig that was originally sent to them to be slaughtered and used for meat. And Klein led a rebellion with his nieces and succeeded in getting the pig to remain as a family member instead. He has a tiny knitted hat. Yes, Klein crocheted him a hat and said that because he was wearing people clothes, he could not be eaten. That's how it works. Is he wearing his tiny hat today? He is wearing his tiny hat. Oh, I can't stay mad at you when you're wearing your sweet little hat. Hey, Winston. What's up, buddy? As, as you dress yourself, your pig friend Winston greets you with a morning grunt. I'll give him a scritch behind the ears. You've begun to understand his grunts individually. This is his customary good morning grunt. Oh, yeah, good morning to you too, buddy. What are they making downstairs? It smells like eggs. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if they're gonna give you any, honestly. You're just. Hey, don't take that tone with me. You're just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, well, I'll slip you something if they don't give you anything. You know, I got your back. Alright, buddy. I gotta pray and get dressed, so uh, give me some space. He sits down next to your feet and awaits your next choice this morning. Oh, or just hang out. It's good, too. Uh, <laughs> he stays. Klein will get dressed, and then we'll spend a few moments in prayer, usually involving some sort of strumming on his favorite instrument, his lute guitar, because his goddess is also a patron of music. And just basically pray that he can be the best fine that he can be hmm. and make her proud today, in whatever way that that might be. Just wants to do his best. Hmm. That sounds about right. It sounds about right. Uh, he'll get himself dressed for work and uh, get himself, uh, get his packs ready, grab his things, and head downstairs for breakfast. All right. You want to make a quick perception searching test? Sure. Start off the day. Just before you leave the room. Uh, ten. Just before you leave the room, uh, you find uh, a small vial of blue liquid that you found. Uh, it's a little dirty. Uh. It was sitting in a bird's nest when uh, you were walking home recently. Well, given that birds are an important omen of my particular religious faith, I'm not surprised you took it. Well, uh, maybe we should go get Mendy to check this out. It's cool. I'll take it with me. Hmm. And, uh, he'll put it in his bag. And you head downstairs? Mm-hmm. All right. Your family is already bustling. Your older brothers are saying good morning to your nieces. You already smell breakfast downstairs. You follow your siblings and nieces to the dining room where you catch a dozen conversations at once. Your oldest brother, Audric, tells his daughters that he needs to check letters of purchase, and he pecks his wife on you on the lips before walking with purpose past you. Good morning, Audric. Mm. Morning. Your brother Jonas, just older than you, <laughs> scoops two nieces from the ground to carry them to breakfast. <laughs> they pull his ears and cheeks in retaliation. I will shout at them. Better you than me, girls. Take this, Uncle Jonas. Uh, your mother, Greta, is asking your last brother, Aaron, older than Jonas but younger than Audric, mm -hmm. to help set the table. He does so quietly, catching glimpses of the trees outside and whispering in their direction as if he can hear half a conversation you can't. That's about, that's about par for the course. Morning. Morning. Good morning, dear. Have a seat. I'm starving. What we got for breakfast? Uh, breakfast is warm and boisterous as always. Three pitchers of citrus juice are always present, but today's breakfast is a simple eggs and toast. Hmm. Your four nieces argue about what fruit they're going to pick today. Aaron and Audric eat silently, while Anya tries in vain to make peace between her daughters. Jonas requests yet another portion of eggs, much to your mother's chagrin. Do you have anything you wanted to say to your family this morning? Jonas. Jonas, you've eaten, like, six eggs already. It's never enough eggs to hold, to hold back these. Yep, we've, we've all been invited to the show. 
I. Everyone in the family gets free tickets. Yep, you're gonna you're gonna wreck that shirt too. That's the point. Mom's not gonna it fix looks it again. Rugged. Oh man. He looks over at mom. Mom looks at him. He looks at mom. Mom looks at him. <laughs> man, I never get to do anything fun around here. Here, Incline will give him one of his eggs. Rocking. Oh, at least use the fork. Forks? Forks are for folks without meat hands. How did you even pick that up? Hands <laughs> Determination. are like stubby claws. Uh, your brother Aaron is kind of actively leaning away from Jonas this morning. And most mornings, I would assume. And most mornings, you would you can correctly assume. Uh, Audric has, of course, rejoined the table after checking the letters and is sitting mm-hmm. next to his wife Anya. He is eating quietly while his daughters bicker about, uh, they need to pick grapefruits. No, they need to pick lemons. No, they need to pick limes. And as one starts to say something a little louder than the others, then the other two take that as a hint that they need to shout them down. That sounds like them. No, limes, limes, limes. That's about how it goes. Girls, girls, uh, why don't... And he'll regret this the moment after he says it, knowing his brother's disposition, but why don't, why don't you ask Aaron which ones the trees want to be picked today? I, I mean... Aaron stops eating. Doesn't really look up from his plate. Anka Aaron, tell us which ones to pick. Grapefruits are the adult option to pick. It's the most adult fruit we can say that we have here. No, lemons are going to make tea and lemonade. We want limes. We eat limes. Klein is gonna mouth. Tough. Klein's gonna mouth. Sorry. Across the table. Uncle Jonas. (laughs) You're gonna have to eat like ten more eggs before you turn into Jonas. Just saying. Grandma, more eggs. More eggs. Well, I've just made a right mess of this breakfast. Your mother sighs, uh, but it's a it's a contented sigh. Her family's here, and uh, Aaron quietly responds, "The lemon trees feel a little heavy." Oh yeah, we're picking lemons. I win. You don't win. You just picked the right one because Uncle Aaron said so. It wasn't you who picked it. It was Uncle Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's about time for me to be heading to work. Uh, girls, <laughs> please be, play nice. Folks start getting up from the table. Uh, uh, your mother approaches you with a pile of dirty plates. Hey, you need any help with those? Uh, I think your brother Jonas wants to speak to you. She warmly looks over your shoulder. And you suddenly feel under attack. Make a perception hearing test. What do you mean he wants to... What are you, what are you, what are you looking at? Mom? Oh. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Hmm. 16 means that you hear your brother Jonas coming up from behind you uh, before he manages to surprise piggyback. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, oh hell no. Come on. What if it's just a regular piggyback? I'll do a regular That depends. Do, do I need to bro. make any checks to get out of the way? I imagine me noticing him doesn't stop his onslaught. No, it does not. You have to make a dexterity acrobatics <laughs> test. 
Hey, wow. 16, 17, 18, 19. Ooh, dang. Look at you go. Well, uh, 19 lets you get out of your brother's way. Oh, nice try. I'm getting faster. Yeah, I'm not getting as fast as you. But I bet you can't shake a tree with one of these. I cannot. Good, because these are mine. Yes, they I are. I can't borrow them. Well, come on. we got to go take care of some of those trees. Because Aaron cast so much magic into them, they started to tangle up. Mm. And a bunch of oranges stuck on the top. They're not coming down. So, you're the needle. And the, the trees are the thread. And we're going to put you through the th- through the trees. You've been talking to Audric about metaphors again? Yeah! Yeah! How'd you know? Lucky guess. All right, well... At least pick let, those citrus. At least let me get outside before you put me on piggyback, huh? Oh, man. I don't want to bang my head against the lintel again. 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 When did that happen? Literally every time we've done this. I don't remember that. You'd think I'd be the one that wouldn't remember what with the head damage. Let's go. All right. All right. You guys get outside. Uh, and... Here we go. Come on. Uh, you you do in fact come across three trees, uh, three orange trees that are tall, uh, well leafy, tall uh, with plenty of foliage, but the but the crowns of them are starting to get a little tangled, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a common occurrence uh, from having regrowth cast on them so many times. They start to grow over themselves mm-hmm. uh, and produce and it's to produce lots of fruit. Um, I imagine usually Aaron keeps them pretty healthy, but yes. stuff like this is inevitable. Stuff like this is inevitable. Aaron is going to make sure that these are out of the rotation for regrowth spells and will uh, give them some TLC so that they kind of start growing straight again. Mm-hmm. All right. Hoist me up, bro. Hoi ho! Well, a little bit. I guess I asked for it. So, you get three tests. Each one is a dexterity ledger domain test to uh, thread the oranges out of, let's see, out of the trees. Alright, I don't have ledger domain, but I have a pretty good dexterity as evidenced previously. Yeah. So. Nice. I, uh, let's see, 12, 13, 16. Dang. The six on the dragon die. Or the spirit die, excuse me. Hey, you're good. You've been playing so much dang Dragon Age. Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, I mean, that, that knocks it out of the park. That practically doubles when it doubles the number that I was looking for. But nice. So you find six oranges uh, out of the first tree, and uh, you know that one of them is glowing. Oh, nice. Hey, Jonas. It's- Whoa! Dude! Is that a star orange? I mean, I guess so. If Sick! The- you could probably keep that one. Good work. All you right. Sure? Yeah. Oh, in the next one. You gotta stop waving me around. Did you find any? I think so. That's 8, 10, 13. 13's good. What'd the you two have the on the die? dragon die. Spirit die. I will <laughs> eventually figure right. this out. You only found two oranges in that one. Yeah. Not as many in this one. That's okay. We'll get the next one. Ooh, ooh, right now. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. Uh, 7, 12, 15. Nice. The five on the dragon die. All right. You find five more oranges, one of them which is glowing. Nice. And look, it's What'd another you, one. What did Aaron call those things again? Uh, were they moon oranges? You said you just said they were star oranges, oh, dear yeah. brother. Ooh, man. I'm so smart. You, you, you guys are lucky to have me. I'll agree with that one. <laughs> uh, you know that uh, star oranges and other star hyphen fruits, mm-hmm. not star fruits. Star yes. fruits are a separate thing. Um, but star hyphen fruits are uh, a natural consequence of occasionally trees that are uh, very heavily subjected to regrowth spells. Mm-hmm. Eventually they are filled with so much wood element that they have to kind of express it somehow. Uh, and that usually comes out in uh, magic fruit. What does the fruit do? Uh, it, it actually uh, works as uh, kind of like a healing potion. You How about you uh, can crush the fruit uh, on your wounds and it That's heals gonna you. That's going to sting. A little bit. It's a citrus fruit. Mm-hmm. It is going to sting. Does eating it help at all? Eating it also does the same thing. Okay. It's a lot tastier, mm-hmm. probably. Less yes. sticky. All right. Mm-hmm. Are any others, Jonas? Is this it? No, man. You got all three of them. That was the ones. But I let the arrows go put those in a different rotation and give them some tender loving care. No tree branch is a match for the duo of Clyde Joe. Hua. We have we have a team name, huh? We sure do now. And it, and it's just the beginning of my name and yours, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's easy to remember. That is true. I'll go with. It. Go with it. Yep, but, that's uh, what I'm gonna do. You, you, you gonna put me down anytime soon? Yeah, I guess so. So you gonna you gonna you gonna put me down? Hmm. Oh, yeah. That was just uh, looking over there, our bro. What's our, what's he doing? I'm doing. Oh. Looks you like uh, he's talking to trees. You look over at your brother Aaron. He's standing next to a tree and speaking to the bark. He seems to be attempting to calm the tree, and you can hear voices coming from inside the bark. That's weird. Whoa, dang, dude, bro. I'll let you handle this one. It's a bit too magical for me. Wait. Whoa. Thanks. Sets you down and takes your hard-won oranges back to the collection cards. I'll take these. You take that. Sounds good. Give him a little fist bump. Hmm. You approach Aaron and the tree and begin to hear one side of conversation. You're crowding them. What? I don't understand. Could you come out, please? What's going on? Who's coming? Oh, hi, Klein. Sorry about earlier. Oh, you're fine. Um, there are... There's things in the trees. Things? Spirits. Oh! They won't come out of the trees, and the trees are feeling crowded. Hmm. Yeah, I could see why that would be a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I think I still remember most of the spirit time I learned in school. You want me to try and uh, see if I can talk him out of it? Yeah. Thank you. Sure. No <clears throat> problem. Uh, Aaron walks you over to the tree and um, you don't see uh, outward signs of inhabitation, um, but you do see what look like two small, like, almost vestigial looking twigs just kind of jutting out the side of the bark. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's hoping I don't, you know, misconjugate some of my verbs, but I'll switch into spirit tongue. Excuse me. Spirits? Tree spirits? Hmm. A small being steps out of the tree, uh, floating gently above the ground, and it looks at you. Uh, it kind of resembles the very sad-looking tree from the Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, it is a thin twig, but it has a wide network of roots that branch that branch out that uh, want to kind of go around this rotund belly of dirt, uh, and then extend again to have make little feet. Mm. Uh, and on top of this little twig tree is uh, a large, see, a fairly large apple with little eye holes in it. That's very cute. Vine is struck by the cute, just for a moment. Oh. And who are you? You speak the spirit tongue. Yes, uh... Your accent's weird. Sorry, mortal. It's been a few years. Hmm. But you talk to the spirits. Yes, uh, is is your friend in there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he reaches into the tree's bark and... Pulls out a second one with slightly different coloration of bark uh, and a slightly different kind of apple for a head. One of them is a honeycrisp and the other one is a pink lady. Oh, I see. Uh, Hello. The honeycrisp one says, my name is my name is Raura. And see, this one here is Fisfus. Let's see, this, let's see, this guy is talking, let's see, talking the spirit language. He knows how to talk to spirits. Hi. Hello there. So, uh, my brother tells me that you guys are, uh, holing up in this tree for some reason, and it's making the tree a little uncomfortable. Can we talk about that? They both look at each other, and uh, uh, Raura says, there's trouble coming. It's gonna upset the balance. We can't have that, so we gotta hide. We gotta keep some balance, somehow. You know, we gotta keep these trees okay. Something big. Something big? Something powerful, a thing of mist, ancient grudges. From the time when the walls between the worlds shook and they groaned. Ancient grudges? The walls shook? They nod. Uh, Make me an intelligence historical lore test. I imagine it's not a very hard one. Not really, no. Since our calendar is, I believe, based off of this event. Mm-hmm. That's an 11, 12, 13. You rock it. Uh, you know right away they're probably talking about the Great Plater War. Mm-hmm. Where all nations competed for the last unclaimed land of Viteoth, resulting in horrific loss of life and cataclysmic consequences for overuse of magic, not just in the mortal world, but in the many worlds of the prismatic beyond. It has been a century since that war was put to an end through peace talks, and the world has finally begun to recover. So, wait, you're saying that something, some creature, some mist creature from the planar war is coming? We're like, trying now. To get away from this. We're trying to get away from this wave walker. Let's see, we're gonna hide, I want to hide in these well-fed trees. They look pretty solid. Someone's been taking good care of them. That would be Aaron. Hmm. But water is weak to wood, so we can hold our own as long as we got an anchor nearby. 
You mortals know how the elements work, right? More or less. Water, wood is strong against water. Water is strong against earth. Earth is strong against other things. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. General idea. I'm not a magic user myself, so... This guy's smart. Um... But I don't think we should stay here, Aurora. We need to go farther away. Because it's not going to be just the one. We're going to bring angry friends. There's... And then we're here back here again to fight the Sky Witches. Fight the Sky Witches? Mm-hmm. This place has a lot of fighting coming. A lot of fighting that didn't get finished. Which is why we got a hole up inside these trees. Please don't crowd the trees. Aaron, uh, actually, Aaron butts in. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a little full, but, you know, we could stay here. There's lots of trees around here. We could pick one or two. But what if they come this far in? What if they find us? We'll have to run away, and we might not. Yeah, what are a bunch of water folks going to do to a couple of wood sprites? Also, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I can't help but notice that you're all, that you're assuming that people are just going to let this happen. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll be honest with you. These spirits, you mortals know how to respect the spirits, right? Treat them kindly and listen to what they have to say? Yeah, that mm -hmm. one. Works on most people, honestly. Works on mortals, too? Yeah. Turns out everybody just wants to be heard. And I'm wondering if maybe this mist being in these air witches? But they're so angry. You think that they'd listen? Uh, angry people don't always listen, but if you don't try and talk to them, then they guaranteed won't. So, hmm. also, I mean, we're neighbors. I'm not just going to let something bad happen to you guys. Okay. Neighbors look out for each other. So what if... And Aaron, tell me if this isn't feasible. Hmm. What if each of you picks one tree, and you only stay in your one tree, and not sp not two in one tree? Because the trees don't like that. No, they don't. Would the trees be okay if it was just one sprite per tree? Make me a communication persuasion test. Let's find out. Oh, oh, oh. That is... A 14. They look at each other and Rara says, uh, hmm, I'm glad you see it my way. This is our home. We gotta keep and we gotta keep it safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll stay with you, Rara. You got it. They do a little, they do a tiny twig fist bump. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'll take this tree. And see, so you can have that tree. That work. Yeah, we have trees. It'll Thank, be okay. Thank you for talking with us. Of maybe, course. Maybe you go talk to the wave walker. You know, if I see a wave walker, I'll talk to them. I promise. Okay. I don't even know what a wave walker is, and I'm really on my way to work. Well, but I'll do it. You go do your weird mortal stuff. Bye bye. Bye now. They both hop inside their own individual trees, and Aaron looks at the two trees and says, 
This is okay. Not too heavy. Good. Let me know if anything changes. Okay. Thank you, Klein. Of course. Klein! Come here. Hey. Your older brother, Aaron, is calling you. Lindsay and Audrey. Lindsay and Audrey, right? <laughs> We're going through all the brothers. So many brothers. So many bros. Your oldest brother, Audrey, calls you from one of the storehouses. Aaron and the Sprites wave goodbyes and go about their own ways. Klein will hustle over. If you have time to help Aaron talk to the trees, then make yourself useful. Move those sacks over to that cart. Oh. Audrey gestures to a collection of bulging seed sacks through the open storehouse door. They look very heavy. Audrey takes a moment to look up from his clipboard to watch you. An exasperated look in his eyes. Those those big ones over there? Yep. Pretty, pretty heavy looking. They are. I move them all the time. Right. I would... I got this. No problem. Klein has a zero strength. And no might focus. For mm. those of you listening at home. Alright, soft noodle boy. Let's go. Oh, actually, I forgot something. I had anything. Uh, eleven. Uh, an eleven is not quite enough to lift any of the seed seed things. Klein will be trembling under the strain, but not be able to pull it up. He'll try again. Okay. It's a warm up. Mm hmm. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Oof. That's a five. That is definitely not enough to lift the seed sacks. Not even a little bit. You having trouble? Nope. Nope. Here goes. Might still not be enough. That's good. But probably not enough. What you got? 13. 13 is exactly what you needed. You got a four? Yep. All right. You load half of the seed sacks. Got a not, a, bit. not as in like they rip in half and then you load okay. them on, but... Like one sack. Um, yeah, but like out of like out of like the the eight sacks you wanted you to load, you get to four of them. I'd uh, imagine that you... he has to stop and like collapse against the side of the house. Yep. You ought to spend more time helping around the farm. I think. I'm sorry. I'll try harder. Uh, however, uh, then, uh, your mother interrupts. Klein, dear, be careful. Audric, why don't you move these? Klein, Klein is his own job to get to. Greta and Audric share a tense look. Mom, I can... Audric turns away, walking past you silently to hoist the seeds onto the wheelbarrow. Greta guides you back towards the house. You should hurry into town. The tourists won't wait long for you. Yeah. I guess. Mom kisses you on the forehead and shoves a pack of clothes into your hands. She smiles. Don't take Andre too personally. He's just starting the day off a little sour. I'm sure he'll be calmer when you get home later today. You think so? I'm sure. I hope so. Hmm. My fellow vertex says, you're not so sure, but you do notice the morning is later than you like. Wait. You need to leave soon. Wait a minute. What, what time? Ah, oh, beans. I gotta run. Have a good day. Bye, Mom. We'll give her a kiss on the cheek. 
She smiles warmly and uh, sees you off. Time to get to work. All right. Hit the trail. I'm running. All right. So this is going to be a chase. Do you have the companion nearby? Uh, somewhere. Because on page yeah, uh pages, I believe eighty eighty seven. There should mm -hmm. be a list of chase stunts. 87. You're going to be hearing my running feet the whole time. Probably. Keep that boy moving. Oh boy. Here we are. Excellent. Uh, we'll have, let's see, I believe this is six turns to hit a chase total uh, of ten. Okay. All right. So, turn one is hitting the road. You rush down the hills and over the bridges of the olive basket, the farmlands where you grew up. The sun shines bright and your neighbors are already hard at work harvesting olives, nuts, legumes, and tending to livestock. The road winds in a pattern you have run before. You can jump the fences with the dexterity acrobatics, apologize for using Mrs. Anon's yard as a shortcut with communication etiquette, or just run with a constitution running test. I think I'll try and jump the fences. All right. Show off some of that acrobatic skill. Especially since communication etiquette would be about the same level of good. So he'll, uh, he'll try and vault him. That's good. Uh, that's a 13. A 13, I believe, is just enough. Alright, you hop the fences. Might want to turn See down the feet a little bit. <laughs> All right. Next is the sheep crossing, incidentally. Oh. As you round the corner, you hear a bleating of sheep and the beat of hooves in the dirt. Uh, a group of sheep are being led across uh, the, road, the road back to their fields. Uh, let's see, actually, uh, sorry, they're going to the shearing station, uh, led by a tall sheep folk, Eunice Muriel Clovenhoof. Oh, Cloverhoof. Clovenhoof or Cloverhoof? Cloverhoof. Cloverhoof. I put she it down has cloven hooves, but she is Cloverhoof by name. Okay. She's my best friend. I should know that. All right. So you are barreling towards uh, a group of sheep, uh, one of which is being led by your best friend Eunice. Oh, easy. Yo, hey. Oh, hi there, clown. Uh, I'm running late. I gotta go. I gotta go. You are running late. I sent Jack over there. He didn't wake you up in time. I mean, better get going. Did you send a second rooster? You just so help me! Boy, you're running late! <laughs> Alright. Come on, we should get going. I'm gonna have. Klein will probably uh, toss you one of the star oranges that he found today. You don't deserve this! You can weave uh, between and over <laughs> yeah, the sheep with another dexterity acrobatics test. Uh, you can her help herd the sheep out of the way with a communication animal handling test, or you can just run. Constitution running. Uh. Well, both of those are gonna be at a plus three, because I don't have animal handling or acrobatics yet. Okay. But, uh. 
I think I'll try and jump the sheep. It feels like a thing he would do. Hmm. While jump. tossing his friend one of the star oranges that he found. Sounds like a plan. What did you get? Eight. Eight is not quite enough. You slam into five. you catch your foot on one of the sheep and huh. tumble over the other side. Oh! Clown, we talked about this! Why can't I ever do anything cool when you're here to watch me? <laughs> I just you should have seen I jumped over the fence back there. It was so cool. That's alright, and next time you'll tell me that you also picked up a bunch of sticks. I did pick up and it wasn't sticks! You're late, get on going, get on going, it's you're fine. You're the worst best friend! I'm the best best friend you got. Also factually true. Alright, uh, you move on to turn three. Cart wheels. A pair of carts, pulled by horses, are being are taking up space in the road while the neighbors in the seats chat about their morning. Oh, good morning, Klein, calls out Mrs. Melody. Not her real name, but everyone calls her mm -hmm. that. They were just talking about you. When are you and Eunice getting together? Asks Mrs. Sanchez. Oh, you can, squeeze between the carts with a dexterity acrobatics test, avoid the question with a willpower self-discipline test, or run with constitution running. Avoid the- well, honestly, <laughs> it's not as good as the acrobatics, <laughs> but I think- I think that avoid- it would take a lot of effort to avoid the question, so he's gonna do that. I think she has a crush on you. Oh, I really don't think so, ma'am. We're, uh, we're not each other's type. Uh, by a long shot. Uh, what you got? That is 11, 13. 13 makes it. Five you avoid spirit the die. question and continue on. Oh, what a lovely so day, ma'am. Five How are you doing? spirit die? Yes. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Look at the time. Goodness, I've already lost track of what your first one was. In turn Eight. one. Oh, oh, that's right, it was a one. Okay, so you're at chase total six. Turn four. You pass by the large farmhouse of the Wales family. Uh, as you begin to pass by the front porch, you hear the door burst open and six children of varying races and ages race toward the road with school bags in hand. Ralpor, uh, Ralpor and his husband, Bonda, uh, uh, wave to their adopted children as they rush off to school, and you are in the way. Uh, so, you can ask the kids not to hurt your body with a communication <laughs> leadership test. Uh, dodge the kids with a dexterity acrobatics test, or run faster than the kids with a constitution running test. Uh, what was the second one? Uh, dodge the kids with a dexterity acrobatics. Okay, uh, could I perform for the kids per the Pied Piper? Sure. Communication performance. I will pull out, I will pull out my guitar loot thing, and, uh, <laughs> it really is like half guitar, half loot, and it's in his pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will start, uh, playing a jaunty tune to try to get them to, uh, get in line behind me. Sounds good. And the one thing I can do is play a jaunty tune. Uh, that is 19. 19. With a 6 on the dragon Ooh. die and stunt points. Wow. 6 stunt so points. So that's a total, you're at a total of 12 on your chase total, and you've got how many stunt points to spend? Uh, six. Alright. Uh, you might want to look at those chase stunts a little closer. Um... You got six, so you've almost, you've got enough for a shortcut stunt. That is true, but I've already met my chase total, haven't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep running. <laughs> you still got more ways to go. 
You're making great time, but okay. how good a time can you make? Ah, okay. Um, let's see. So, oh, so how good my chase total is might impact certain things about my arrival. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and add two to my chase total and get a burst of speed for the, uh... For the next test? For the next test. Get a plus All one right. bonus on my next chase test. All right. So I'll have a 14 chase total. Sounds good. He is a very good musician. Hmm. Finally. Uh, let's see. Well, next turn is, uh, as Greengroves is in sight, you come across the sign that welcomes you into town. A young human leans against the sign, but stands up straight as he sees you approach. Mr. Lang, my name is Gil. Nice to meet you. He huffs and puffs as he tries to keep pace with you, slightly cutting you off from full speed. I wanted to let you know that there is a position open up at the Bronze Sun Resorts as a tour guide that oh, we think you would be perfect for. His pitch continues, but he's going to make you late. Perhaps enough that you need to make that offer. It's enough to make you need that offer. You can assure him you are happy at your current position with a communication persuasion test, uh, turn things around, and tell them that they could be useful at com Emblem Comfort Resorts with a communication bargaining test, or outrun him with constitution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, I think Klein will gracefully decline the offer. All right. Mention that mention their appreciation and uh, their uh, interest in his talents, but that he is currently happily employed, and we'll let them know if that situation changes. We know that you currently hold a position with the, the with the folks at Emblem Comforts, but we wanted to let you know that we are we're hoping to make an offer. Uh, that is a thirteen. A thirteen communication persuasion. Yes. It's actually not quite enough. Oh jeez. He's uh, he unfortunately keeps cutting you off with. Uh, Offers of uh, what's your current salary with the Bronze Sun? Uh, let's see with the folks at, at uh, Emblem Comfort. We'd be happy to see. We'd be happy to match or and or beat that. And we like to talk about benefits. You eventually manage to get around him once you get into town. Uh, but you yeah, did. I'll take your pamphlet. <laughs> you, you you take the pamphlet. So popular. All right, you finally get into town. You start to and see, and as you get passed through the the market square, uh, Bronze Sun Resorts uh, Tower is in sight. Well, I'm going to Emblem Comforts. Let's see, uh, Emblem Comforts. Thank you, goodness. They're different. They're very different. They're different companies. Very different. Run companies. by different people. Uh huh. Uh, your usual route takes you through the Tidal Temple Road. You come across uh, the Temple of the Arbiters, in which a shrine of the Songbird, <laughs> your, uh, your patron, is situated. You still need to get to work, but you could make a quick stop. So, you have the choice here. Uh, you can, uh, it is not a true obstacle, but uh, you can make the choice to skip it uh, and take a plus four to your chase total for free. Or, um, you could make an, an intelligence religious lore uh, to re recite your prayers quickly and precisely. Uh, make a willpower faith test to pray hard and with all your heart. Uh, or make up for lost time with some serious sprinting for the Constitution running test. So if I choose to go in, do I make the willpower faith test, or...? If you choose to go in, you will make the willpower test, or religious lore test, or uh, make the Constitution running test. But if you choose to skip it, I will give you plus four to your chase total. I, uh... He's gonna look at... He's gonna look at the sun. He's gonna look at the road. He's gonna look back at the church. I'm not fooling anybody. And he's gonna he's gonna head into church. You walk into church. 
So you make a willpower faith test? You will take that willpower faith test. All right. You take a minute. You get in front of the, the songbird symbol. Uh, and, and, see, and you just you pray mm-hmm. with all your heart. Yep. He has a lot of heart. Prays with all of it. He prays very Ooh, admirably. Not bad. That is a 15 on the willpower faith. It looks like he got some stun points, too. He did. Four of the spirit die. Yep. You got a four on the spirit die. It's not quite enough for another shortcut. But, uh... This is the last... Is this the last... Like, am I close to... The Emblem Comfort Resorts, uh... And Cottages. Or, no. Emblem Comfort Resorts... With Cottages. No, they are and Cottages. They are and Cottages. Bronze Sun is with Cottages. Bronze Sun is with Cottages. (laughs) Gotta get it right. (laughs) Uh, what Eunice's player over here might not know is that uh, there was a legal battle over which resort got to use and cottages to refer to the fact that cottages were available. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, Bronze Sun failed. Failed, so they have to call it with cottages. But don't they both have cottages? They both, in fact, have cottages. Just they one do. of them legally is not allowed to say and cottages. Fine legal systems. Don't tell me that I can't have my sheep called sheep. <laughs> <laughs> if you were here, Klein would be giving you a long sideways look. But uh, right. I don't really know what I can so use these got... stunts for. I would add to my chase total if I could, but... It's not quite enough. No, but I'll take that extra four. Which puts me at like mm-hmm. Which puts 16. you, I believe, at 16. And, uh, uh... You know what? Can I take Tower of Will instead, just in case? Anybody sure. who's seen how good I am at... Sure. How very devout he is. For the rest of the encounter, uh, you walk out with your head held high, um, and a couple of the other folks who are quietly praying uh, stop to take a look and... One of them is, isn't he that chosen boy? I think so. I heard that he wasn't given that much magic. A little strange. Sad. (laughs) He was all puffed up, and then he deflates. (laughs) Yo-yoing my heart. I got something for you. Why are you like (laughs) this? Soundboards are power. Joe, Joe is having a time. <laughs> Joe was not ready. <laughs> to make noise. It's too late. It's okay. <sighs> All right. We're so, uh, you did make it to uh, a chase total of sixteen, mm-hmm. which means. Uh, you make excellent time. Uh, you get in early enough uh, that you can actually... Uh, that, that there are some folks who are still cleaning from the night before. Uh, and you have the chance to assist them. Sure. Uh, you are... And so you are paid 50 silvers in advance for your work. Uh, for, and see, for your... Uh, which is the us- your usual rate. Uh, they, would have well. been o- they would have been offering 55 silvers over at Bronze Sun. Oh, dang. Maybe I should consider it. Uh, one of his, one of your grateful co-workers gives you a star orange as a thank you for helping out. I'll if, just put them back up to two. They found it on their walk the other day, and 
Uh, they were holding and they were hold on to it for uh, let's see for a particular occasion, but they really appreciated what you did. Oh, wanted to thank you. That's super kind. They just said that you're gonna owe them an orange. Sure. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a special one. You've got lots of them, right? Yeah, come come by the house. We'll hook you up. Hmm. All right. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying our campaign so far. Before we get started again, we want to make sure that we give some love to the various shows around the D20 Radio Network. This episode, we are featuring The Story Told, a variety role-playing podcast. The Story Told is a seasoned variety RPG podcast with tons of episodes about discussions of various games, amazing author interviews, authors who wrote the games, and a smidge of live play of those same said games. This week, they invite guest host Stephen Pope on again to help them review Changeling the Lost by The Onyx Path. Their character this episode is Dr. James Wolfe, Pope's character from Uncanny Valley. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. You've donned your uniform, found your driver for the day, find the group of tourists milling about the resort courtyard. The tourists chat with coordinators who help them to their tour wagon, answer questions about the tour's length and agenda, while you and your driver feed your horses some of the expensive, magically enhanced feed. You've been told that your tour is particularly large today, and the horses may need some extra oomph that a strength potion or two can provide. <sighs> Guests begin to pile onto the tour wagons as you see a familiar face. Uh-huh. Uh, Mendy of the docks establishment Mendy's Bar and Pill. Work walks toward you and the tourists. You've known this grumpy Aquin for five years, and they've been and they've been open on the docks. They don't seem to notice you, but you feel something is off. Make me a perception empathy test. Also, slay the cat. I can't chase her off of that because. Okay, we're good. The cat has been adorably slain. And by that, we just waited for her to stop. Yes. That is a 14. Very nice. Uh, 14 is enough. What did you get on the spirit die? Six. Nice. All right. So you get, you intuit a lot of info from that, from those moments uh, as Mendy starts to walk closer to you. Uh, you notice that Mendy doesn't usually wander this far into town by themselves. Mm-hmm. They usually have their bodyguard Emil following close behind. So why are they all alone? That's weird. Uh, with a result of three or higher, you realize something seems off. Mendy is usually grumpy, but they're too quiet. Like they know they're about to do something drastic. And with a five or higher, you get that Mendy seems very fixed on a certain someone in the group of tourists. Their hand is also on a small vial that is on their belt. You have a bad feeling about what is in that vial. So like, like an incendiary device? You've known Mendy to make some... Questionable. Potions that go pop, as they like to put the, put it. That's not legal. No, it's not. That's not safe. Mm-mm. People with web people... That's not, a grenade. Unless you are military, you're not really allowed to have weapons. That is a grenade. Well, you're allowed to have weapons to defend yourself, but... Not grenades. Like, but grenades are, are, are a special case. Okay, well, we will be intercepting. We will be intercepting them immediately. Okay. So you walk up and yeah. physically stop him. Yeah, Mandy. Yeah. Good. Mandy. Mandy, what? 
Klein. Yep. What's, what's going on? Why are you... Klein, get out of the way. I'm busy. Uh, I'm not gonna do that, friend. You, you're carrying a weapon. I don't need you to get in my way. This is... This will be over in a I, second. I think you do. Do you do you even know where you are? What? Now that you're close and you look in Mendy's eyes, something seems weird. They're it's... too fixed on that per- on that particular person, and there's a bit of a there's a sinister look in them that you don't think really belongs to the person who has who owns the eyeballs. That's not if you. That makes sense. What? I'm just to is this like a magic? Get out of the way. Mendy, I've known you since I was like 16. I'm not going to do that. This is my business, Klein. You don't need to get involved. Just move. I think you need to calm down. That guy's going to get what's coming to him. This is not what's coming to him. And how do you know that? Because that's a grenade. Yeah. What else is going to do the job? Maybe talking about what is going on? We've tried. I've tried that already, and they don't want to listen. I don't... There are many other options besides throwing a grenade into a crowd. Uh, make me a communication persuasion test. That is a 16. All right. And I think Klein is starting to think that regular persuasion isn't going to cut it. All right. Uh, Mendy stops for a second and kind of pinches their brow, almost like they're in a bit of pain. Mm-hmm. But, but he's right there. I could get him. Klein's going to think that maybe now is a good time to use that special power he was granted. All right. That special power, you say? Mm-hmm. Mendy, this is not you. Something is wrong. And I'm not gonna let it take you. You do something like this, you don't come back from it. You're better than this. You know it, and I know it. We're gonna figure this out, but... We're not gonna do it with grenades, man. Or, friend. It's not gonna happen. Just... Klein, just get... Just, and he's gonna... Or, wow, get, my head. He'll put a... Just sort of subconsciously a hand to his heart because he's that kind of kid. Mm-hmm. And the other hand on Mendy's shoulder and will activate his power. Mm. Just let it go. Let it go. And I will make a willpower faith test versus their willpower self-discipline. Alright. Uh-oh. Hope he did badly. So I got an 11. An 11? Mendy did not do very well. Uh, <laughs> Mendy also got an 11. What was your spirit net result? Three. Mendy's was a two. So you <laughs> win the tie. Woo! Um, when you usually use this power, first of all, you tend to hear songbirds. Mm-hmm. Very much like this. Um, but you kind of reach into that person's heart and you, like, share... Mm-hmm. A connection for a, for a moment. Yes. Uh, that usually gives them uh, gives them a, a strong a, a more positive disposition towards you. Yeah. Um, 
what happens this time is... Um, and it's usually not very visibly... No, it's usually not very visibly... Magical. Like, magical. Um, but when you reach in this time, something blocks you, deflects you, but you reaching out to them also kind of deflects it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It feels like you reached in, uh, and then, see, but you know, somebody already had their hand on Mendy's heart. Ooh, that can't be good. Um, and when you touch it, both of your hands fly off. Is there any sort of visual Mendy, effect? Or? Uh, immediately, Mendy's, uh, Mendy kind of freezes and looks around. A little hey. confused. You alright? Mendy? What am I doing at the resorts? I hate the resorts. I too, know. Too many people. Mendy quietly puts the, the vial back in their pocket. Yeah, keep keep that put well away. You were about to use that on somebody. That was? Who? Yeah. Where? Uh, somebody over there. Oh. Basilis Goffinoff. He sounds like a dick. Just, I mean, it's not fair to judge people by their names, but if I had a name like that, I'd probably then be a dick too. just look at him. Mendy points over to the most foppish looking human in the bunch. Oh, gross. Yeah. Some of his lawyer grunts came by with papers about foreclosure or something. It's it's all a bunch of crap. Foreclosure? You've been there for years. And apparently, according to his lawyers, he owns the land. I think that's garbage. So you got paperwork? Yeah. He I got, do. No, yeah, but does he have paperwork? A little bit, yeah. Probably not as much as you do. We're going to have to take it into court. But I think he's been trying to bully us into not going in. Well, don't his take lawyers, that sitting down. His lawyers have been whispering to my customers. Can't you make lawsuits about that too? It has to go. It's you know, counsel is tied by the thing and by the same engine that runs the city of Convergence down the street. Well. A day, a day's ride down. Thought the they were pretty good about stuff like this. They are, just. I'd have to wait until all the other requests put in before me were finished. It would take a while. Well, I'm sure you can get something that, because right now the property counts as yours, unless they rule it otherwise, and they shouldn't. So you should have every right to rule them off your property until it's proven that it's theirs. I suppose so. Do you want me to go talk to this guy? No, 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 it's... Are you sure? I'm, I'm good at that. Is, I know you are. I know you are, Clay. It's something that I can handle later. I've got papers for it. I just apparently didn't have the patience for it today. Well, what's the last thing you remember? Hmm. Anything weird? I'm going to make a quick roll for Mendy. Ooh. Mendy does remember something. Oh. There was... There was someone frequenting the bar about the same time as the lawyer was leaving. They started to leave. I remember they said something to me about like, are you gonna take that or something? Oh. They'd upset my customers, so I was in a bit of a foul mood. But I... 
didn't think a foul mode would take me to this many people. Too many people. So they said something like that to you, and then you don't remember much after that? No. Can Klein mm. make like a... Is there a knowledge check to determine... Boy, that sure sounds similar to what I do, but backwards. That would be a knowledge... Uh, that would be an intelligence arcane lore test. So an intelligence <coughs> test. Straight intelligence. Oh, yeah. Uh, 14. All right. What was your spirit die result? Three. Three. Okay. You have heard of people having powers that are... That you would that consider... That affect the heart. Good, <laughs> that affect the heart that you would guess would be the opposite of yours. You never met anybody who could do that. Yeah. You had a good feeling that you probably never wanted to meet anybody who could do that. Yeah. Sounds pretty bad. But doesn't sound like it's out of the realm of possibility. I don't actually even say aloud. Maybe it's somebody with a gift like mine backwards. What I'm saying is... Are you a mage? No. I'm chosen. Oh. Aren't those mages too? Not for every god. And goddess, I mean, mine usually makes mages, but it's, uh... Hmm. It's a work in progress, is what I'm thinking. I'll be good enough one of these days. But she gave me a power. That's what I just used on you. Hmm. I think maybe somebody was using the backwards version on you, but... What I'm trying to say is, don't, don't blame yourself too much. I don't think this was you. They put their hand on your, on their, on your shoulder. Thanks, kiddo. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Found this in a bird's nest. What is it? Let's, uh... They'll take it and they'll pop the cork and they'll give it a quick sniff. Some weirdos putting healing potions in the... It's, uh, minor. Not particularly strong stuff. Oh, neat. Why did a bird have a minor healing potion? Can I see that again? Yeah, sure. I think I made this one. It's got that, got that minty smell. You want I like, it? I like that minty smell. You want it back? No, no. You, you should probably have it. I bet someone, someone must have paid for it already. Mm. Well, lost. I tripped over a sheep today. If anything else happens, I might need to drink one of these. Don't go breaking anything over the sheep. I'll try not to. No promises. <clears throat> See ya. Take care. Uh, Mendy. Uh, takes Nancy, uh, takes a walk back to the docks, uh, where their establishment is waiting for them. A couple of folks in the crowds look a little, uh, look a little confused at you folks. Uh, but once it's, uh, but as you're uh, noticing the looks, you also notice that, uh, Mr. Goffinoff is getting on your tour wagon. And having let himself have that little outburst, he will. Hmm. Head for his wagon. All right. Uh, you, the tourists are gathered on your tour wagon. The horses are fed, and you have a rather large crowd today. You all pile oh on on this uh, large open, let's see, open to the sky carriage with seats for the guests. Uh, the sturdy horses whinny as the driver calls them to start pulling the dozen plus passengers. Uh, the cart moves uh, with a lurch. The strength potion that are dri- that, uh, that you and the driver fed them uh, must be working. Must be making this much easier for them. Good. Let's see. I've got sounds for a wagon. 
Here we go. So, as is customary for your tour, you will, uh, let's say, you'll basically follow, the, the horses will pull the wagon to specific spots, uh, and you will tell them about that spot. Mm-hmm. I imagine I have most of this memorized at this point. Mm-hmm. They're, pre- let's see, the groups look pretty boisterous today. Oh. Wonderful. That's what I need. So. We got this. Hmm. Uh, you welcome them. The driver again. See the see the driver gives you a nod that you're ready to get started. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon. My name is Klein, and I will be your tour guide today for your emblem comforts, emblem emblem comfort suites and resorts. Or emblem, I guess you can't remember it. Emblem <laughs> comfort resorts and cottages. That's it. There it is. I'm sorry. Could you say all that again? This little halfling gal looks like she has like three journals open and uh, a big antsy and a big pen. Well, it's just my welcome spiel. Do you... What was your name? Uh, Klein. How do you spell that? Uh, K-L-E-I-N. Thanks. You're very welcome. You can keep going now. Perfect. We'll be visiting many beautiful and historical landmarks today and I'll be happy to explain all of them to you and when we are in travel if you are interested I am capable of providing musical entertainment alright you approach the Sky Sea Fountain Square Uh, your cart weaves between several others bringing fresh produce to the market stalls that are slowly being assembled around you noon market is approaching and your tour takes you to the Sky Sea Fountain at the center of it all this 12-foot sculpture depicts two masked spirits with their arms outstretched at one another, locked in battle. The outstretched arms of the spirits spout a, ste- a stream of water from one and a stream of wind from the other. They meet in the middle of the sculpture, the clash spraying the water and wind out in all directions and into the fountain. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I meant to give you note cards for this, uh, but you can actually probably just open up the page for it. Alrighty. Uh, open up the prologue page and you can see uh, it's going to be listed under first stop. Sure. It'll be It'll very be near the uh, very near the bottom that, of the page. That phone's going to take about 8,000 years to use. Pulling so. out the big guns. Uh, on your left, you will see our Sky Sea Fountain. This is one of the iconic sites of Green Groves. The iconic fountain, built to commemorate the passing of the Sky Sea Conflicts, depicts a water gin spraying water on an air gin. Some claim that one can predict the weather by seeing which gin is currently winning. More water means precipitation or cold weather, and more wind means warm weather. The large square around the statue is a common place for green groves to hold fairs and farmers markets. Lovers can drop a copper into the fountain for good luck. Um, excuse me. Uh, yes. There is uh, a pair of blue elves uh, of sitting sitting in the back. Sea elves. How can I help? Have you ever dropped a, cor- a copper in? Huh. Well, I mean, yes. I, I suppose everyone who's lived, who lives here has dropped a coin in once or twice. Except for a few. What did you wish for? Oh, uh, haha. Um... Well, you know, I, I suspect everyone wishes for similar things, don't they? We all just want to be loved, right? Were you a lover when you dropped it in? Ah, uh, look, I think we're about to come up on our next, uh... Let's talk a little Excuse bit about Excuse me! The... Goffinoff speaks up. Oh, boy. 
This Skysea Conflicts thing that you were mentioning, what, what, what was that about? I'd be happy to explain. Please. <clears throat> I'm very eager to hear. Hang on, I'm still writing, says, well, says the little halfling girl with uh, her three journals. Well. That scratching is going to drive me up the walls. Okay, go ahead. Excellent. Loudly, please. Okay. The Sky Sea Conflicts were a time of unrest in this region, before the town area was called Greengroves. He has such a nice voice. Dear sister, let's, let's just enjoy it. The area is home to both an air font somewhere in the hills and a water font out in the sea. These, uh, these fonts eventually attracted the attention of two groups of spirits, the Witches of the Eye and the Deep Law. The Witches of the Eye were servants of Wirita, while the Deep Law were servants of Aosian. Not enemies in elements, but enemies in philosophy. These two groups clashed for dominance in this unique coast, hoping to expand their respective font's influence until the area could be claimed by their master. The battle ended abruptly with little warning, but they reignited during the Great Planar Wars. This monument was built to commemorate the leaders of each court retreating once again a few years after the Great Planar Wars were ended officially. Well, that was well presented. Um... Well dictated, thank you. <clears throat> well, where's our next stop? Our next stop? Uh, the tour leaves the square, following a dirt road that circles the limits of the city. This road passes by a large and unique tree. The tree's bark is very dark, and its trunk takes the shape of a humanoid, of a humanoid in a resting pose. Uh, the bark and the flesh of the tree weave and curve to reveal a serene face in the tree's trunk, as if the tree is meditating. The leaves of the tree are an explosion of warm autumn colors, with each leaf gradating from red at the stem to a bright yellow at the tips. The tree overlooks green groves at a commanding height. A peaceful sentinel. And this is, uh... At this, this is about what time of year, though, normally? About what time of year uh, is it? This time? is about, uh, at least down the coast, it's monsoon season, so, so. it's summertime. Alright, so it's probably like what would be May or June for mm -hmm. Earth equivalent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, the, the leaves look very autumnal, but apparently they always look autumnal. Mm -hmm. Well, here is one of, our, uh, one of our other beloved landmarks, the Guardian's Overlook. The Guardian is a gift from the distant elven capital of Winsless. It is a mark of both the elves' respect and protection. The elven mages mark many settlements under their protection with a tree not unlike this one. The trees are planted on the day that an elven place of learning opens to commemorate the relationship the elves have with the world as teachers and protectors. They say it can sense danger and alert our elven friends in times of great need, and it may even protect the town itself. You know, elven magic has made trees move before, so maybe this one can move too? Hopefully we'll never have to find out. Hmm. Says, let's see, uh, oomphs Goffinoff. He doesn't seem terribly impressed. Yeah, the elves can make move, trees move? And the blue elf says, yes, they can make trees move. <clears throat> Although we, let's see, we, we can make the seas move, too. Huh. That's amazing! I gotta write that down. What's your name again? Still Klein, ma'am. Oh, Okay. Do I know you? She looks over at the blue elf. No, no, I don't think so. You said your name was Klein, though. That's a lovely name. 
Can I make a perception empathy? Mm-hmm. Uh, her, uh, the, it looks like the pair of blue elves there both have a family resemblance, uh, and the, uh, male-presenting blue elf is giving you a look. Make me a perception empathy. I'm gonna make a perception empathy. That is a 12. A 12? Uh, with what's on the spirit die? Five. Five. Okay. You catch from the, uh, the look from the brother. Watch out, kiddo. Because, uh, because she's into me. Yeah, yeah. She seems uh, she seems interested. Not particularly uncommon thing for him, I think. But just what's as that, awkward every time. What's that look for? Uh, he's all. I mean, he's, uh, make me a perception hearing test. Oh God, I was really hoping I would fail this. <laughs> I haven't. Um, Sixteen. Yeah, 16 with a what on the spirit With a 6 on the dragon die. And (laughs) doubles. Woo! Well, uh, you definitely catch that she whispers, He's going to die at like 70. It's practically a fling. Oh, boy. Um, what a lively group we have today. (laughs) Excuse me, perhaps you could, uh, fill this, uh, fill this maddening silence, uh, with uh, talking about what you can tell us about our elven friends. Well, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Tell me all about it. I haven't gotten to go winsless yet. Well, I'd like to first start and say that I am not an expert on elves the way that the actual elves in our party may be. So if uh, anything that I say is correct, I would invite them to... Uh, incorrect, I would invite them to correct me. However, I definitely went to an elven school growing up and have had many, you know, many interactions with my neighbors that are elves, and I'd be happy to explain a little bit from what, my, from what I understand. The elves have always been with us in one way or another. They came from the deep woods and oceans to share their gifts with those who walked on land and swam in the sea. Elves see themselves as educators of the world, building a future for themselves, their neighbors both mortal and spirit, and for the natural world. They taught many races how to read and write, and the language we speak today was created by elven linguists to facilitate communication. They taught us the the important lesson of respecting the spirits in the natural world. Lots of folks like to conveniently forget it, but we do owe the elves much. Hmm. That's what, uh, that's what I keep hearing. <coughs> but it's, uh, it's, I find it difficult to believe that our glorious civilizations could be built on the backs of, well, natural enthusiasts. Well, everything comes from nature, does it not? Oh, he's so connected. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Joe has written fake news on a tablet and is sharing it around. We can't just laugh about things that you're doing and not tell them. That's my whole thing. <laughs> just occasionally we'll just start bursting out laughing because Joe did something funny. Yes. Eh, no, no, it could be, could be worse. Yeah, Klein will definitely give, like, not back down, not, not an aggressive stare, but definitely... I know I'm right. That was great. I would also add that the blue elves also extended learning to those who live beneath the ocean. Whoa! Beneath the ocean? How am I going to get down there? Uh, the halfling gal runs out of room in one of her journals, closes it, and pulls out the next one. Oh boy. Uh, your tour cart follows the coast now. 
listening to the crash of the waves and him feeling the smell of the sea. Let's see. We got... If it blows up. <laughs> no, no. I got it this time. It's good. We're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. You hear that? There's the winds and waves. Like Definitely did not sound like the whole tour exploded again. <laughs> We're good. We're fine. I'm not going to be able to continue if that happens again. <laughs> She'll be in her trailer. She'll be in my trailer. Alright. As you guys go down the coast... Uh, the path winds down cliffs, uh, down, down the cliffs uh, that the waves crash against, and you pass several obelisks that stand tall above the waves. These white and blue pillars seem to be made of a porous marble, uh, and a thin cloud of mist hangs around each pillar. The mist does not seem affected by the ocean, uh, see by the ocean breeze, but they ripple as the ocean meets them. The ocean seems to dance in and out of the mists as if the waves crept up the sides of the pillar and turned to vapor. Your guests seem hypnotized by the obelisks and their rippling mist shrouds. So this will be the third stop, the mist wall ruins. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe many of you have probably come on this tour for this very particular stop. Here my, we have my our... Word. Hmm? My word. How do they get them to do that? That's super cool. Yes. Stop the wagon, I gotta draw it. Oh, wait. I'm afraid we are not able to stop the wagon at this time. This is a really movie wagon. Uh, these are the Mistwell Ruins. Dotting the mild coast are white and blue ruins that obscure their location with a perpetual misty fog that exudes from the walls. This mist can be thin as a light rain or thick enough to make breathing air a challenge. The mist is not actually dissipated by wind or sunlight, and it makes finding the ruins difficult, especially since their location seems to shift. The explorer might enter the ruin while it touches the shore, only to find the same exit leads to the open ocean an hour later. What little is known about the ruins is that they were built to revere a group of powerful water spirits. They hold many mysteries still, and exploring them is too dangerous for non-professionals. It's true. Stone like that, and stone like that belongs to the spirits. Very much so. And we should be very careful around it. But they look so romantic, don't they? They are beautiful. I don't know if I would tie romance to them, though, because uh, anything Excuse that disappears me. that Could often... Could you explain exactly how they're able to do that? Um, what do you know of magic, my friend? Well, uh, I'm not a magic practitioner myself. You're kind of mean. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> do you know who I am? Not really, no. Well, I and never... seeing as she won't remember if you tell her, let's talk a little bit about the places of power. Hi, where have you been? Just stage left, dear. <laughs> uh, let's Part talk a little bit about places of power. As you all certainly know, the elements are all around us in ways big and small. Earth is in the pebbles on the side of this road, just like it is in the mountains. Fire is strong on a sunny day, but even stronger in a volcano or a wildfire. Some of these places have enough power that they begin to resemble the worlds these elements came from, the plains of the prismatic beyond. These places are called fonts. Mm. 
and the matching element is empowered in these places. Ponds can result from strong weather, strong use of magic, and many have simply been part of the world forever. The powers of the elements flow into the world from these fonts, mixing with the other elements to create strange creatures or places of wonder. Okay, so maybe you do know something of magic. <clears throat> you, should come check out, you should come check out Feyloft City. That city's flying in the sky. So much magic. Heard you, I heard, I've heard there's a race there where you get to race on clouds? Yeah, the Four Winds Grand Prix. It's so much fun. My family see, my family sponsors a couple of the racers. <clears throat> Perhaps after the tour we could discuss this. But right now, we should... Uh, does anyone have any other questions about the Mistwall Ruins? Alright. I'm gonna run up to him. <laughs> Hi, Klein. You, did you... You here for the tour? I don't... No, I don't know the tour. No, uh, things are happening. We need to talk. Witches, as um, have fun, y'all. Um, Whoa. Um, and coastline. Coastline, apparently. You have said many... I understand all of those words separately. And I'm in the middle of a job. Cool. And now I'm out of a job. <laughs> Ladies and uh, gentlemen, this concludes the tour. Eunice will pick up Klein, as it is easy, for he is a soft boy noodle. And, uh... Head towards the coast. Yeah. I guess I'm leaving. Uh, wait, yes, I have more questions. Ask later. <laughs> oh, we Be just... nicer to the locals. Well, we just got to know each other. I'm faster. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, please stay with the card as it will take you back safely to the resort. We hope you've enjoyed your tour. I guess I'm leaving this way. Flops you, uh, flops Klein over her shoulder, and <laughs> continues at a full clip gallop. So, uh, any particular reason you just took me out of my job and probably got me fired? I have had at least five reasons to do exactly what I'm doing. Not the least of which being sheep. Okay, Eunice, we've talked about this. Look, I understand you don't understand sheep, but I understand sheep, and they were doing weird things. And while I understand that, you know, ever so often they're going to just look off into space because they're, you know, they're sheep, they were all looking the same direction. And that's fine. That happens. Sometimes there's a really neat leaf. And I agree and understand that, and motes of light will happen. But no, all going to the same direction. I was like, all right, that's fine. Just not even going to care about it. And then Nana goes and tells me, oh, there's going to be rain and stuff. But no, we know there's not going to be rain. It's a nice season right now. There's going to be monsoons later, but that's a, well, that, another that's one. That's up the coast that's anyway. The coast. That's not us. So it's a nice Why day. Why am I agreeing with you? I'm being kidnapped. You are. And anyway, and then my staff goes and just falls over, pointing down the, guess what, the same direction that those sheep are go- pointing. You I'm realize thinking, that's the direction of gravity, right? You're on a hill. But that's the thing. It didn't just fall. It landed, stood up for a good couple seconds, and then landed, and again pointed the exact direction. And that was up on Nana's Hill. So then I started running down the path. Oh, and by the way, uh, Miss Melody says hi. She says she's happy for us. And then, Are also, they still on that? Are they still on that right now? Right, they said it was great that you gave me stuff. Anyway, so we heading on down, and then all of a sudden I see these big... They, the winds are giving me trouble. These little, like, little twirly-durlies are giving me trouble. And then I end up over here. I have to punch a tree. What in the hell is a twirly-durly? I had to punch a tree, Klein. I had tell to... tell Aaron. Well, he's going to notice that there's some... He's going to know. There might be a tree with a hole about five inches deep in it. 
least it wasn't one of our trees. 90% sure of that. In any case, um, then, then, there's a big old twister, and then there's like these, these five things. These five people in masks. And they're talking about, oh, destiny and chosen ones and lightning and what's a sheep and all that. Or something to that extent. But no, they, they, they're saying that I'm something or something or rather chosen or whatever. I don't really care. But then, then, then two of them go on over to the coast. <laughs> and turn <laughs> your dice to do something because I'm pretty happy with the, 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 just play this. This. There you go. That's the recap. And then they go flying off in this direction. I'm, and I just realized, you know what? No, no, no. They're talking about witches and eyes. And they're saying that it's spirit trouble and jinn. And now, and now, I have to go and do something about it because I'm the only one who saw it. And I don't know what to do about it. So when I don't know what to do about things with whatnots, I go and grab you. Because I need someone else to be my alibi. Because something's going to go wrong. That part's fair, because it, it usually does. It absolutely usually does. I um, uh, I found two glowy oranges today. You got one. I uh. It has been an exciting day for both of us. <laughs> hey, it's not the only thing I did today. Tried to vault over one of my sheep. I did vault over the fences before that. You didn't see that, but I vaulted over those fences like a champ. Sure you did. That's good. Very good. I'm not hearing a great deal of belief in your voice. I, I am preoccupied with spirits and eye witches and, and little tiny things pointing at me and saying don't bet meddle in my, in stuff. Well, hey, I mean, like, you're not the only person who got told not to meddle in stuff today. Like, uh, Mendy. Mendy from, you know, oh, Farm yeah. Hill? I got a couple things that I need her to look at. Uh, well... Found them across town at the resorts with a grenade in their hand. Oh, right, but a grenade? Yeah. Just a grenade. They don't remember how they got there. I used my special power thing on them. That is definitely real. You mean the thing where you talk to them? Yes, but they, there's they other hear, stuff too. It's not just and, talking. And they hear you talking to them and they understand the words you're saying to them? But with a magical component, Eunice. Right. I'm just wondering where that component comes in. I'm not doubting you. I'm just questioning where. Talking to someone and not them all understand. magic's gotta be flashy lightning and stuff. I, I didn't say it did. It comes from the heart, you. I, I understand. Okay. Oh, it's heart magic. Okay. I got you. So, there you go. Anyway. Anyway. Many don't know how they got there. Well. That's a half a mile to walk with a grenade in your hand. Right. I'm more concerned about the grenade, but, you know, yeah. They're not, well, I know, we, we know Mendy's not exactly I, that. I know Mendy's not exactly that, but it's at the same time, just having a good, listen, that thing could have exploded, it could have had my sheep oh. explode, it could have exploded next to your business. For well, all I know, it could have There were a bunch of innocent people around, too, but don't worry about that or anything. Well, you would have lost your job, and that would have been unpleasant. <laughs> don't want that to happen for you. Oh, I did get another offer from those sketchy bronze sun people. Oh, are they the ones that have to say, like... With? With cottages? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. God. I feel bad for whoever runs those. Yeah. Oh, right. Spirits. Jin. Oh, I had spirits what? too. Oh. He had a big twister and five no, of them. No, no, no. Little, little fat tree people. Trying to fit in the same tree. Aaron didn't like it, so I had to talk him out of it. Again, equally exciting life that we share. 
I love you, but sometimes I don't like you very much. Well, that's fine, but we're making our way down the coast by now. Yes, and if you'd let me walk on my own accord... You would probably try to go back to get to your job. I'm telling you, we need to Actually, go... Actually, at this point, I'll be honest with you. There's a girl. You know how sometimes the people and me and the... Oh, did you use your magic talkie stuff? No, Where no. Where you talked at them? No. And then they liked I mean, you? I mean, I talked... This isn't the same thing. Isn't it, though? No. But isn't it, though? Being hot and having magic are not the same. Isn't it, though? I can't with you right now. I would turn away from you if I weren't being carried like a sack of potatoes. You both rush along the coastline road. The obelisks in the ocean are more numerous than you ever remember them being. They've always come and gone, but it appears as if dozens of white and blue figures robed in mist are gathering at a summons of some kind. As you follow the coast, the waves crash louder and louder, and the spray of the sea seems to reach further and higher, and even hang in the air like droplets. The ocean becomes more turbulent, and the sea level climbs higher and higher. The ocean itself begins to incline like a large hill. The seawater spills down the strange hillside and crashes back into the ocean, only to be pulled back down and back up the underside of the hill of seawater. Hey, uh, can you you swim? Ah, it bursts. Probably fine. As you round the cliffside, you see a wonder. A keep made out of blue and white marble stands atop this mountain of churning ocean currents, a castle on a watery hill. This keep is suspended to reach the lift level of a tall bluff, with a white drawbridge extended to dry land. This keep was not here yesterday, and you have never seen a mist wall ruin this large before. What could this mean? Do you investigate? Have you ever seen a mist wall this big before? No, this is definitely not on my tour tour guide list. Wonder what it can mean. Should we investigate? I think we should. You do realize I'm not carrying any armor or... Well, neither am I. Yeah, you... It's different. Is it, though? Guess we'll find out. Seriously, though, put me down. As we close our show, we want to give a big shout-out and thank you to the folks at Sirenscape for the sounds you heard on our show. The Sirenscape app creates these gorgeous sound sets in real time, and you never get the same sounds twice. Download it now, and you get 10 free sound sets without paying a silver or even creating a login. Check out Sirenscape, friends, because your epic games need epic sound. Thank you for listening to the Trail of the Intruder campaign, part of the Adventure Game Interest series.